Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the 2-Bit Cypher channel. It's your boy, D. Brown. First of all, again, thanks for the likes, shares, follows. Please continue to keep that up. I appreciate it. This video here is a spinoff from the Parenting Gamers podcast. I wanted to go a little bit more in depth on um, protecting your child online. So what I'm going to do here, I'm just going to drop five simple tips that you can do to hopefully mitigate the risks that come along with online gaming. So without further ado, let's get into it. Tip number one, and this is absolutely the most important thing that you can do, in my opinion, communication. Communication is key when it comes to gaming, being online and protection. Um, you know, you can ask just simple questions about what will you be doing? Right. So, you know, get a list of things that your child will be doing, write them down, periodically check, you know, in on them just to make sure that, you know, they stay on task. Um, you can also ask, who will you be playing with? Um, I think that that's important as well, you know, just to find out, you know, who you're going to be playing with, because in the online gaming world, you're going to run into pretty much anybody. Um, now, whether you continue um, to play with them or not, you know, that's their choice. But I think it's important for you to, you know, at least ask who you're going to be playing with and then periodically check in on that as well. You know, if there's anybody new or if something, you know, seems off, you can ask, you know, who who is this or, you know, such and such. So I think that that's uh, really important um, to go along with the communication. I think, you know, establishing an agreement is also um, important. You know, if you both can sit down, talk to each other, agree on the parameters that you guys have, and then go from there. You know, again, it, it's pretty much just about, you know, checking in every now and then just seeing what's going on. You know, you agree to something. I agree to something. Let's see where we're at with this agreement. And then, you know, you can go from there. But, you know, communication is extremely important when it comes to online gaming. That way, you know what's going on, you stay in the loop, you know, your kid, you know, hopefully is aware of, you know, what's going on and the dangers. And you can also go into explaining what some of those dangers are. You know, obviously you have, you know, predators out there, you have, you know, websites that obviously you don't want um, your child to visit, um, you know, things like that. So you can, you know, definitely speak on that and then go from there. But from any type of gaming standpoint with your children communication is key number two on the list game selection game selection is the next step into easing parents minds when it comes to online gaming or gaming in general each game comes with a rating each and the ratings range from everyone to teen to adult so i think that it's very important to sit down with your child and have a conversation about which games are appropriate and this kind of goes back to um my first segment which is communication you know sitting down and if you guys both can sit down and determine okay we're only going to pick games that are for everyone and 10 plus and down right so no other games are going to be purchased so we're not going to get the mature games we're not going to get the adults only games. so you know i think setting that that parameter 
in in regards to game selection is very important. And then, like I said, it, it'll definitely ease your mind. If your child is selecting games that are rated everyone or ages 10 and below, you can pretty much be comfortable with your child playing that game. And you also, uh, kind of a side note, I would also pick games that fit your child's personality as well. Um, there, you know, you don't, I wouldn't want my child playing a game that, you know, influences something that my child isn't, uh, which, you know, might get overlooked, but I think that it's very important. So game selection, number two, very important. Tip number three, very important setting limits on the amount of time that they can game. Uh, I believe that a lot of the problems and the issues come from not setting a baseline initially with how much time your child can game. I, I believe that, you know, a lot of times the child just has free reign to game initially, right? And then once problems come up, there was no baseline set so now you have an issue. So establishing a set baseline right away, even before your child games, I believe is very important. If it happens to be an hour a day, you know, five hours on the weekend, I would keep it at that. Secondly, I would also adjust that baseline accordingly. Um, you know, I wouldn't want my child to start, you know, failing in school, for example, and then keep that same baseline. I would definitely adjust that baseline and or take it away. And again, this goes back to communication. You know, you and your child sit down, have a conversation. This is the baseline and this baseline is subject to change, right? I think that that's very important. At least your child knows at the very beginning that this isn't guaranteed. It's not an hour a day forever, no, this thing can change based on how you behave, based on what other factors uh, you choose. But definitely setting a baseline is very important. Number four, very important. This is actually more for the parents and not the children. Do not give them the authorization to make purchases on your behalf. In the gaming world, we call these microtransactions, which are um, little in-game transactions that you can purchase content for the game. Uh, they come in all different flavors, a dollar, $5, $10, $20 on up, and they will add up fast. And they're very, very addicting, if you will. I mean, obviously they're created for a reason. And that reason is to get extra money from that game. You know, it's it's something as little as just a costume uh, that your character can wear. It's going to run you five to ten dollars, but then they're going to continue to drop more and more costumes. And you're looking at one hundred dollars over two weeks and they add up fast. You know, I wouldn't put the business card as the card on file to make, you know, transactions or purchases or anything like that. I would set up an account separate uh, for this purpose and not really even put any money on it. So that way, even if your child is slick, gets around it, tries to make a purchase, they can't. I would definitely make them come to you for any purchases. Last but not least, keeping track of what your child does online. Now, each device, uh, whether it be a phone, tablet, 
computer console comes with the ability to track the activity. Uh, you can also monitor the websites that your child is visiting as well. You can check the browser history, get an idea. I would definitely check it, you know, few times a month or so. There's all, all types of online resources on how to do so, how to check the logs. You can even block websites on your home network. Again, just a simple Google search uh, can help you out there. Or better yet, I might know an IT guy who happens to run his own company who can help you out. Anyway, uh, keeping track of what your child does online is very important because you might not be able to be there all the time, but those logs are. Thanks for watching this video. Hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, those are just some of the tips that I recommend. Obviously, definitely you don't have to do any of those. Those are just some suggestions uh, that I recommend. If you like this video, please share it. Please subscribe to the channel. Please keep it going. Thanks for watching.